Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast. It explores Christian faith and practice, usually from a Reformed Baptist perspective, unless it's just a a perspective that we have. And by we, I mean me and Jimmy. My name is Joe. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You know, you're only the executive pastor when you show up. Okay. It'd be like, you're only lead pastor when you're here. Yeah, but I'm always here. Yeah. 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 Good Friday service. I was there. Good job. Mm-hmm. Weren't you preaching? Yeah. Okay. So good thing you were there. Yeah. 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 And if you were preaching, I would have been there. I would. I would be there still. Yeah. But it seems like you don't care that I'm preaching, and like you just bl- listen. I don't even care that you missed church. I care that you missed me. Okay? Uh. Well, I mean, first, then you need to give context. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Family. What? Family was in town. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that yeah, was when yeah, we were doing the family yeah, gathering. Right. Jesus, Jesus did say that he would bring a sword between us and our family members. <laughs> um, you put, but you're apparently put Jesus on the wrong side of the sword or something. I don't mm, know. Mm. No, 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 it's fine. No, I know you had family things, so mm-hmm. I understand you might miss an extra service like this, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's mm-hmm. not a it's not a Sunday morning service. Yeah. I understand that. No, okay, no, no. So, not, so then, all right. Then I, where's all this heat okay, coming no, from? Because I, I needed you, and you weren't there for me. How did you need me? In what ways don't I need you? I mean, I feel like I feel like I need you all the time. Mm. You know, mm. I needed the support, the encouragement, the attaboys. You know, I needed the butt slap. I needed the go get them. I needed go the, get, go get them. Good job, Tiger. I needed the <laughs> you know the tussle tussle my hair. Uh, well, you know. I, I never, I actually never realized. No, I did know a little mm-hmm. bit about how insecure yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but uh, a little, a little I, I tiny, think, I tiny bit insecure. I didn't realize it was at this level. Yeah. Well, now you know. Mm. Now you know. So I crashed and burned. It was hard, man. It I heard was, good things. Uh, yes, yeah, Christians, nice. <laughs> Christians are nice. You know, it's cool. I was at, um, you know, my uh, I, I use two banks, right? A bank for my dad, mm-hmm. and then I, uh, you know, we take care of my dad. He lives mm-hmm. with us. If mm-hmm. you guys don't know, and then our bank. And so I was, I was go to my dad's bank all the time, take out money to get his groceries. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. Whatever. And so, um, and there's this, there's all the, all the people in there know me because I I'm, just drive up, do the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. Hey Joe, and the most the person I see the most is this woman Peg, um, and so uh, Peg's always there, real nice lady, and she's probably a little older than me, and uh, and she saw one day I deposited some money in there for my dad mm-hmm. uh, with a check that I got from Redeemer, and uh, and so she's like, oh Redeemer, Redeemer Fellowship, and I think I saw that sign over there at the Lutheran Church, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we were worshiping over there. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh cool, cool, you doing an Easter service, and I'm like, yeah, we're doing an Easter service. She's like, cool, all right. Well, maybe I'll come by sometime. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And then uh, Friday, I was I was there, and uh, she was like, you got anything going on today? I'm like, yeah, we got a good Friday service going on, six thirty. She goes, okay. So then uh, she pulls in on she pulls in on Good Friday service. Oh, she was checking it go. out, and uh, and she goes, yeah, I stayed late. She goes, I live kind of far away, so I stayed late. So, so I could come and, and check oh, things out. Oh, that's nice. Real sweet. Seems like a Christian lady uh, goes to an American Baptist church. Mm-hmm. She goes, I, I'm not Southern Baptist. I'm an American Baptist. I go, how, how does it feel? You feel superior because you don't have the racist slave-owning background that we do? You guys, you feel better than us? <laughs> Is that, and she said- she, You're she, really good at winning people over. <laughs> she goes, she, she said something like, no, I'm still guilty. You know, she had a good take on it. Mm-hmm, you know, she's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, so, anyways, it was cool, man. We had a, we had a, a lot of visitors. Uh, and, I thought uh, you said that uh, texting would not be happening right now. It's just going to be us. I didn't say. First of all, I didn't say that. When yeah. did I say texting would not be happening uh, now? When did I say that? Your exact words, if you want me to say it. Yeah. When? Go ahead. Just before this. Yeah. 
was because I go, hey, let's wait because your wife might have some more questions. Oh, you you don't have to say what, exactly what I said. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was I was actually getting a phone. I want to take a picture of you. That's oh. what I was doing. See, don't you feel stupid? Boop. Now, apologize. No, because I know that she texts because I saw yeah, pop up. But I'm ignoring her because no, she no, can no, sit it, down. It, no, and just stay in the kitchen, okay? Oh. <gasps> I'm going to MacArthur her right now. Joey, stop. Go home. No. Go no. home, Jen. And I was taking a picture of you. Because this no, is our time. It's just that I caught you. You didn't I, catch anything. I caught you. You caught me taking a picture of you. Because no, no, no. I'm all about you. I'm in the moment. No, no. I want to share this moment. <laughs> I want to remember this moment. It was, this, it was you saw uh, that I knew. Because I saw mm. the, the, the notification. Yeah. You grabbed your phone. Yeah. I called you out of it. Yep. And then you go, oh, I'm taking a photo. That, that, that's you making a false accusation against me. I, I don't appreciate it. And since you don't have a witness and I'm a pastor, you need to shut up. <laughs> no accusations. Hmm. So we got, a, we got an email from a young man. I like this guy. All right. I like this guy. We can keep him anonymous. All right. All right. But, uh, but his name rhymes with. No. Okay, sorry. But he's a single guy ministry in this city. No, I can't say that either. Can't right. say in the city either. So here you go. He goes, right. hey so guys. it's a long one. So he's got to buckle up, guys. Yep. It's all hey, good. guys. Big fan of the podcast. I've been listening for five years or so uh, before I even began thinking about doing ministry. And now I am in it full time. So that's pretty cool. Very cool, man. Yeah. Full time ministry. Wow. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm 24. Young. Uh, single. Wow. Wow. And was recently brought on as a full time director of worship and connections. So music, membership, and first impressions Ooh, nice. at a local church. I have a few questions regarding being young, single, and in church leadership. Let's hang on a second. Mm. So he's full time director of worship connections membership first that's so this mm. is a church that has some size mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right it's got to have some size to have that kind yep. of a position and what a very important role yeah i mean that's fantastic i love that you're doing that man music membership first impressions like yeah man that's super important just people knowing like what they're supposed to do next where they're supposed to go what, what communication mm -hmm. is such a big thing we struggled with that at redeemer so uh hey man if you get bored over there oh, and you want to volunteer for us <laughs> come over here and volunteer so first i've noticed that since this church is only a few minutes from a major spc seminary that makes having this job like a rite of passage i don't see it that way but the reaction i get from others is like oh wow big shot Maybe that's due to the concentration of people seeking out ministry roles in the area. In any case, it feels like the temptation could be that the joy of a ministry role near a major seminary could be found in the title slash salary and not in the shepherding part. Mm. So maybe you guys could speak to your experience with that. All right. Well, why don't we, we'll, we'll tackle that one first. All right. Let's go with that. So, Joe. Yeah. Let's talk about that temptation mm -hmm. about where we find, where do we derive our joy in ministry? Yeah, because I mean, his, so, all right, man, your, your situation is specific, right? Specific to you, your mm -hmm, context, mm -hmm. and you, it factors in things like your youth um, and, and, and inexperience, uh, stage of life, the particular church you're at, seminary context. But really, the temptation is the same for anybody who's in yeah. ministry, whether that's full-time, part-time, vocational, volunteer. Yeah. It's easy to, uh, to derive a sense of joy from your title your position um from or the, or from the fruit that you mm -hmm, see from mm -hmm. it like oh man we've you, it's, too, it's easy easy for people to, to fall into that well and, and it's not just those things right like it, there could be a, a multitude of things right yeah. it could be did you drop your cigar yeah, into the ashes <laughs> i saw the yeah, look yeah. on your face of Super, disappointment yeah but it's really easy right because yeah. we're supposed to you know derive our joy at, from ministry um 
as we're glorifying God. Right. Right. We're glorifying God. We're we're uh, being used by him mm-hmm. that he's working in us and through us. Yeah. Um, and we derive our joy from our calling that this yeah. is what the Lord has called us to do. If we could do anything, anything else, we would do that thing. Mm-hmm. But since the Lord has called us to this, it is a great privilege and honor uh, to shepherd God's people. Yeah. I mean, I would say a, a couple of things on this and I'm going to end my little rant here with oh. what you were just talking about. Oh. Right? Cause I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go. So on number one, you can derive joy from all kinds of things and that's okay. It's not wrong to derive joy from the position, right? If anyone aspires to the office of elder, that's a noble thing. So it's okay to be like, Hey, listen, there is great joy in yep. doing this thing specifically because what Jimmy said, you're called to that thing. You're called by God and it's recognized by the church. There's a sense of real satisfaction in that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, listen, I love being a pastor. I hope that I can be a pastor all my life. We'll see. We'll see. But but realistically, who knows, right? Yeah. Things happen. So that's what I want to do. And I am very honored and very humbled that I get to do it, that I get to do it. That's crazy. So there's a sense of joy from that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But it's when you primarily take your joy from these yes. things. Like you can derive joy from the the fruit. Like, wow, man, we saw a person come to know Christ or we saw 500 baptisms or whatever it is, right? You, like you, you can derive joy from the fruit, uh, from the work. But in the end, what Jimmy said was, is like you're called to be a shepherd here. And so you want to make sure that it's, I'm, I'm primarily deriving my joy or most of my joy is found in being faithful to the calling that God has put on my life. Hmm. I think about first Peter chapter five. Um, I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed shepherd, the flock of God that is among you exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you not for shameful gain, but eagerly not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So, I mean, it's like you, you really do take into account, like God has put me here for a specific purpose that he's given me responsibility. And in your case, there's, there's worship and connections you should be able to see how important those things are Mm -hmm. and put all of the work in labor. Like look at what Paul says about this, right? Like he labors, uh, Colossians 1, 28 and 29, Paul labors with all of his strength, which is the power of God working in him. Right? So he gives God the credit, but he's pouring himself out to do it Mm -hmm. in order to do this very thing. So put your back into it, put your heart into it. Don't burn yourself out, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think, honestly, like, if there's a temptation that you're going to de- take your joy from a ministry role more than in the shepherding part, uh, which is the fact that you know this is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Check it and uh, and keep a holistic mindset. I want to derive joy from all of it, but just make sure that you're, and here's the thing, that you're shepherding people uh, and putting that first, and you'll know. I think you'll know when you're being honest with yourself, you'll know because uh, if you're shepherding, the the, the people take priority. Right? Yeah. You're willing to deny yourself for them. And that's what, that's what shepherds are supposed to do. And I think, like you said, Joe, like that transparent aspect of it, being honest with yourself and being self-aware, because mm-hmm. there's so many individuals that really try to kind of cover that up and lie oh, yeah. and, and pretend. Well, because it, it, it's not fun to, to deal with your own garbage. Yeah. 
I'd rather hide it. Oh yeah, I, I would rather just ignore, or ignore it. Yeah, you know, I don't even have to hide. I just ignore it. No, I mean, uh, yeah. Joe's like, it'll go away sometime. Yeah, or if it doesn't, that's fine. As long as I don't look at it, and and I don't see it. And when people bring it up, just don't even acknowledge right. it. It's like it's like my daughter Madeline in her room. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she if she keeps her door shut, it's it. it she thinks it's fine. No, no one can see it. Who, who cares that it's literally like, like the Toxic Avenger? It was birthed in that mess. Like you know, if you're an '80s horror fan. Um, it is it is gross. It is messy. But she keeps her door closed, mm, so it's, it's fine. Like, it's like mm, I'm gonna take the door off. Yeah. You're gonna take the door oh, off. Oh, the door is coming off. Oh yeah. Why? Just just so that it forces it. We, yeah. uh, first of all, number one, to punish her. Okay. I, I'm not about I'm not about fixing problems as much as I am like just punishing hurting people and my children, punishing mm, them, making them feel mm, bad about mm. themselves. I want to shame her. It's what I want to do. In fact, uh, so I, by shaming her is just to have it open for all to see oh for all, and then we have guests over i'll be like, please come up here i want you to show you something first <laughs> this is madeline's room no i'm just kidding. just kidding no we're just gonna have to do some some dramatic stuff yeah no yeah i i, I think that that's um i i agree with you they, and and what 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 would you say like how would you encourage him to like what are some ways to be honest with yourself like what are, what is a good way to actually evaluate hey where am i finding my sense of of fulfillment here um, is it more in the praise or the accolades or the title or the position or the privilege, or is it in the calling of God, the glory mm-hmm. of God, you know, doing the work that he's called me to do? How, what is, what are, is a way or some ways where maybe he could get a, a, an, a clear perspective on where he's at? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's multitude of ways, right? I think for some people, uh, journaling, Journaling kind of helps, yeah, right? I think so. What What are those things that you're kind of writing down and and being honest about? Mm. You know, I'm I'm really excited about this, but I'm not excited about that. And it, what's good about the journal then is that it's easy then to go back and look. Yeah, you right? might not know until you go back and exactly. Look. Yeah. You might not know until you go back and look and you do this assessment of yourself and see where things are at. Um, and then just without journaling, uh, as you're kind of going about it, like I find if if am I. Am I excited to go do this? Mm-hmm. Am I anxious about it? Do I look for ways to avoid certain tasks uh, or avoid um, certain you know responsibilities and obligations? Right. Um, does it like in the midst of my current role? Do I am am I? I guess in a lot of ways, just uh, what's the word? I, I, I guess joy is probably the best word, but I'm trying to think of something else with it, like. Do I still have this like fi- passion for it? There you yeah, go. That's the word sure. I'm looking for. Like, do you still have this like passion? And what are those things that you're passionate about? And are you insecure or defensive when people point out issues that are going mm. on? Right. Because I think that also kind of plays a part into where your joy, because if your joy, I think, is in the actual shepherding of it, um, it's it's not completely gone, but I think less likely. Mm to be uh, really defensive when people bring critical aspects to it. Yeah. Because at that yeah. point, you're able to, you because the mentality in my, the, the way my thinking is, my mentality is, uh, well, it's only to betterment, it's only to the betterment of the shepherding. Right. It's only to the betterment of the ministry. It's only to the betterment of how do we care for people uh, where they're at. Mm. Do you remember that guy? He sent us an email we, and we dealt with it online uh, or on the podcast. And mm-hmm. he was saying how like, he's like, I think I'm at the end. I think I'm going to have to transition out of ministry because I don't derive joy and my passion's gone. Yep. And we basically said, 
well, maybe you need to check yourself. You yeah. Know? He did. Oh. And he, he sent his email. Uh, we should do a follow-up on that. Mm. And he said how, um, he said how, no, he's like, it's back. Yeah, he's there like, you I go. took self-inventory. Yep, I good. did some reflecting, some repenting, and like, man, I'm in it. I'm, there you he, go. Praise like, God. Super cool. That's good. I also think one other thing that, that this guy would benefit from is, you know, have a mentor. You know, uh, you're a young dude in a new role. Uh, you know, in that church is good, but I'll definitely have one outside of that church because sometimes you get a mentor in the church and, you know, even they can be a great guy, but they they could be blind to some of the issues because they can be too close. So get another mentor yeah, that can help yeah. you. Maybe that's just a part of another church somewhere else, but close by uh, that can just encourage you, challenge you, speak into your life. That's going to help you see some things that maybe need to change. And hey, listen, not a 24 year old. Okay. Mm. Get, get a 50 year old. Yeah. Get a 40 year old. Get somebody that's got some season on him. Someone that's got some legs. Some salt. Yeah. All right. Then he gets into a second paragraph. He says, uh, second, everything is going great so far. Well, aren't you just awesome? Uh Look at this guy. Uh Firing at all cylinders. Yeah, this guy. guy. He's a high-performance ministry machine. Mm. I have had a few hard conversations already, most of which have been relatively minor issues and easily resolved. But I am still met with the reality that I am young and am now paid to lead, cast vision for, and delegate responsibilities to people that have 20-plus years on me and have been at the church their whole life. Good. Like that's uh, that's a good realization that mm-hmm. you see that and mm-hmm. feel that. Uh, there is positive change, strengthened specific areas that I was brought on to implement. But change, positive or negative, is rarely received well from long-standing members. True. All right, here we go. I want to avoid coming off as a stereotypical young seminary student who comes in and thinks he knows everything. I also want to lead with humility and confidence, knowing that God has called me to this church in this season. Any words of wisdom, things not to do to do would be much appreciated mm. all right so good i mean he, uh, this, this guy seems to have a pretty good sense of who he is and yeah. what's going on and and, and, and and the situation that he's in yeah yeah that's that's good man you're doing you, you're, you're doing good you're doing good but you don't want to come off as a stereotypical young seminary student who thinks he knows everything are you suggesting Hey man, mm. are you suggesting that most seminary students think that they know everything? That it's a, or is it is it a fair stereotype? I mean, uh, that's completely fair. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you suggest that young people who are getting a, a second degree think they know everything, man? Because their professors and the culture has taught them you're so special, <laughs> you're so great. This is why. Here's I always- your A. This is why I always love the prof- the rare professor who would just tell people, yeah, listen, hey, dummy, shut up and listen. Stop mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. That's why I love professors that give the hard reality check. Yeah, favorite. They're rare, though. And it's not because the other guys are, are lying as much as they're just nice encouragers and they don't want to, you know, I don't need that. Well, it's a per- different setting, too, right? Like you're talking, you know, an academic setting versus a shepherding yeah. setting. Oh, right? totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you 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 have to perform. It is about the performance at seminary. Yeah, because it's you know it's not about the relationships and all that. So, all right. So you want to avoid coming off as a stereotypical young seminary student who thinks he knows everything. Um, okay, then uh, my my first thing would be then uh, ask a lot of questions yes. and do a lot of listening. Yep. Ask those people that have been there a long time what's working, what's not working, uh, what has worked in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything we're not doing that we used to do that you think would be good? Sometimes you're going to hear lame stuff that makes no sense. You're yep. going to hear you're going to get a lot of bad ideas, but you'll also get some good ideas. Yeah, in the midst of all those bad ideas, you're going to say, "Man, thanks for the feedback." Yep. Be grateful. Uh, 
affirm them for their time and their service. Mm -hmm. And you listening to all the bad ideas and the good ideas shows them that you are for the church, mm -hmm. that you value their input, that you're listening to everybody. And that's going to go a long way. And I think even as you're looking to make changes, right, and you're you're casting that vision, I think it's important to still be then engaging and asking questions in the midst of that, right? Yeah. So as you're casting and you're sharing it, your follow-up right afterwards is, what are some of your thoughts, right? Here's the issue. Here's what we're trying to accomplish here. Mm -hmm. Here's where the need is. Here's a proposed solution. What are some of the strengths to that? Yeah. And, and is there something we're missing? Can you give me some feedback? You're on onboarding them in that very moment. Exactly. You're asking them, like, how do you think this is going to work? How do you think this is going to work? Mm -hmm. What are some of the strengths here? Yeah, and then what good. are some of the weaknesses that we need to tweak and, mm -hmm. and adjust together? What are we missing? What are we missing? Man, that kind of openness is just, we just had leadership lab today. Yeah. And so Dan Salufus, mm. the brain, the brain, the heart, the man. So Dan is like super smart. And he, he he's wicked smart. He's wicked smart. He's uh, he has a lot of apples, and he'll ask you how you like them. Um, <laughs> so he uh, he just delivered a paper, a, a lecture, and he was really good. He was passionate, yep, particular. Yep, yep. And it was it was on postmodernism and how do you know you can interpret the Bible rightly and mm -hmm. neo orthodoxy, Karl yeah, Barth, yeah. like a whole thing. And the whole time. He comes off humble mm. and he's honest. Mm. And it was so like, I told him, I'm like, that will disarm your critics from just dismissing you yes. as a know-it-all Yes, So, yes. so good. I like that a lot. So, all right. So you want to lead with humility and confidence, knowing that God's called you, uh, called you to this. I, I think, you know, one of the things to keep in mind is, you know, first Timothy four twelve. Let no one despise you for mm -hmm. your youth. Let no one look down on you for your youth. It's easy to do because people that have, listen, we're all proud. Young people are proud and arrogant, but you know what? Old people are proud and arrogant yep. for different reasons. Greatest generation. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, my generation, we don't, we don't get to be called the greatest. We're just called X. <laughs> like, we don't even get a name. We don't, we don't get a title. Millennials X. got millennial. Mm. We got X. So, um, so let no one look down on you or despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Mm. So like if, if, if you don't want to be perceived as a know-it-all, then ask lots of questions, yep. be a good listener, um, but then uh, give them a reason to actually trust you. And the way that you do that is by being an example to everyone, to the old and the young in your speech and your conduct and your love and your faith and your purity. Mm. You know, you don't want to be the guy that's just making changes, right? So like when I think about setting, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you a concrete example. Um, if you're going to give an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, then when you're bringing about these changes, because you have to bring about changes, mm -hmm. don't trash the way things were done. Yep affirm the way things were done as you explain why things need to change. We're so grateful for what God has done through all, all yeah. these years in the past and how he has, look at how he used the way we used to do it. Yeah. That was great, but things have changed. Yep. And if we're going to move into this new season and continue to make disciples and reach, we need to make some changes and this is why. So you're affirming the old ways, even while you're, you're kindly explaining, they're not going to work anymore mm -hmm. while we seek to be faithful to what the Bible calls us to do. See, I, I would also, in the midst of that though, it's not just affirming the old ways, uh, you're affirming the values that drove those ways and those values continue the on the same values now we're doing we're it. just we're continuing on this mm, value that's good. right that's good and, and and this is so that's that that i guess that legacy yeah like 
We are people that are, you know, let's just say, you know, are, we value generosity or we value mm. hum, or, uh, hospitality. Right. right. Well, this is how, you know, the potluck after service was a great way at, that we showed that value. But as our, the church has grown, as the church has, has uh, uh, doubled in size, we're no longer able to do that. So how do we continue uh, affirming this value of hospitality? Well, it's how we greet people as they come in. Mm -hmm. It's how we invite them to our community groups or to our Bible studies. It's how we do, you know, uh, just all these things, yeah. right? Like how how the Sunday morning and everything else. Mm -hmm. So you're you're now saying, listen, we're changing our approach, but the value is there because we want to strengthen that value. Yeah. No, that's really good because we're not changing our identity. That's right? it. We're not changing who we are, but we do have to change some of the ways in which we function. And I think that's the thing that, people forget they they no one like especially as you're talking about a church that's uh for people that have 20 plus years right yeah there's obviously an identity there that they value and cherish mm. they don't want to lose that identity and sometimes young people come in or new people come in and they don't understand the identity of the church oh yeah and they haven't been there long enough and so exactly they're like a bowl in a china shop mm -hmm. with all their changes and so taking the time to to listen and to learn yeah um uh, and to find those values and then affirm them and sp communicate it back shows yeah. that you actually care about who they, who this people, who these people are, and what God has uh, instilled in them mm. throughout the process, right? Yeah, I mean, as as the new guy, whatever your age, as the new guy, like, and you're asking those questions, like, let them know. I don't want us to change who we are. Mm -hmm. I don't want to come in here and change our identity. I want to figure out, I want to learn who we are so that I can help to serve us and lead us in ways that'll help us to function better as the people God has called us yeah, to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, you know, I think, I think we've given some, mm -hmm. I think we've given some good, uh, some good advice here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. My gosh. Got the no full, wonder we're amazing. Got the full Jofo treatment. Man. Didn't even cost him anything. My, you know what? Like, this is the kind of stuff I probably, we, we, you should be charging in your Revitalites. Revitalites. Your, your yeah, Revitalites. I forgot about you that. You gotta be, mm. you, you know, that's, that's, this is the time for that. Well, listen, here's what he says at the very end. He goes, okay. third, hey, I'm also single. So if you know any, ha ha, just kidding. He says, Psalm 23, one. But seriously, he says, thank you guys for the podcast and specifically for never dropping the banter. I still haven't found another Christian podcast that makes me actually laugh out loud nearly every episode. Appreciate y'all. We appreciate you, man. Keep doing the good work and let us know how things are going. And, uh, you know, yeah, man. listen, you're single. Praise God. Being single is a gift. Being married is a gift. It's all a gift, right? Mm -hmm. And so, if but if your heart is is really longing for marriage, I pray that God gives you the desire of your heart and that you can glorify Him there as you glorify Him uh, in your new ministry position. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website drvotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, jofostore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh part every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we got that all access exclusive content. Extreme content. That's right. We got that banter truth on Tuesdays, weekday wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to drvotion.com slash all access to sign up today. Later. Later.